Welcome to No Starving Artist. I'm your host, Janisa Benitez. Today's episode is about running from our enoughness and learning to do less. This topic is a forever relevant one as sometimes we feel like, whether it's creatively or in other areas of life, we have to do more to see more progress, more momentum, more of an outcome and that it's not valuable to rest, to do less, to take care of ourselves, to uh, really tune into the inner world and trust that by tuning into our inner world, it will be reflected back into the external world. But that is time and time again proven to be what happens when I tune into my inner world and I nurture back to self. It is reflected in the outer world in a greater way and this topic became more relevant to me this week as I'm feeling a bit burnt out I'm back in New York City and I was trialing how it feels to live here again and I had a series on TikTok even around my healthy home finding journey documenting how it feels to live in different places and I began nomading and traveling in January I came back to this area with the understanding that New York City wasn't actually unhealthy, it was me. How we perceive the outside world usually reflects more hugely how we feel inside. So that's why the inner work is so important. And in being in New York, it's quite difficult for me to get out of a live-to-work, adrenal-fatigued doing energy. It's really hard for me to continually set boundaries. There's so much that I'm inspired by that I love to do. So many people I love to spend time with and see and saying no almost feels like deprivation in this environment there's so much that I do want to do and it's also really hyper stimulating and um, there's a lot of sensory information that I take in that often depletes me over time and so it's been validating to understand that by doing more we're not getting better outcomes It often can be counter our creativity to keep overdoing when we don't give ourselves that space it's difficult to allow ourselves to daydream and if we don't have if we're in this constant state of stress and pressure sometimes we won't have this time to ideate and to think more innovatively and reach new levels of contentness within ourselves which are hugely valuable and so I had an episode I had recorded even for this podcast on the surrender to joy versus the pursuit of happiness maybe you're familiar of this episode that I recorded on season one at some point and I continually return to this topic because there are so many opportunities to chase that we think will provide us happiness whether it's getting Beyonce tickets or getting married or just going through all of these life external actions and they do bring happiness is the truth like they are so happy in these moments but then that happiness is fleeting because it is coming from an external source of joy and uh, there is this beautiful state that we can get to in feeling our own contentness and our raising our own internal baseline for pleasure and for feeling good and it comes from often slowing down and doing less and having more gratitude for the practices that we are doing for a deep breath and for a glass of water and for feeling sunshine and feeling all of these 
simple sensory experiences and really understanding how it feels within our body because when we're moving at such a fast pace it's really hard to notice it really is and it's really easy to notice the like ultra happy moments the winning of the lottery uh, the big achievement at work the new relationship and um, yeah it's a constant constant process of trying to be present and see what's working for us and not beyond not overdoing for the purposes of not hitting a burnout it's still valuable to unpack where we're attaching our sense of worthiness to if we're attaching it to doing we might find ourselves in more of a cycle of running towards doing more if we're attaching our worthiness to being that's something that we can actually carry no matter what happens in our lives regardless of the external circumstances so our agenda for today is a little bit more of a thought on this topic around running from our enoughness the pursuit of happiness versus contentness and then I want to end sharing three books that supported my mental wellness my feeling of enough this summer that I recommend um, you read if they resonate with you this is the final episode of the season I will be in September returning to Mexico and doing a silent meditation retreat and so I'll be offline maybe extended for an extended period of time beyond that too so yeah we'll kind of see what happens following flow following the unknown but I've loved connecting with you all during this season you can find me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram and TikTok. There I'm usually more communicative on my day-to-day contemplations, ideations. So would love to stay in touch there. Otherwise, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you later this year. Maybe next year, we'll see. Running from our enoughness is not something that we consciously do, but it's definitely a pattern that I've witnessed in my life. I'm back in New York City, staying in Brooklyn specifically, the neighborhood that I lived in prior to the last neighborhood, which is still adjacent to the park, and I really love being here. It has been an interesting return back me because uh, the last two months prior to this I was staying in New Jersey and I was trialing how it felt to be outside of the city around big trees and lush parks and being in nature always provides us this level of nurture and nature loves us in a way that we don't always as humanity love it back or appreciate it to the extent that I think we truly should so I was able to sit on my porch and enjoy just the beauty of being surrounded by greenery and taking long meditations in the park and doing more yoga doing more breath work I really didn't have any connection with the suburb though I grew up there so it allowed me the ability to really do nothing and really not have any things that were competing for my time and attention so much this huge lack of things to do is so rare for a lot of us many of us are caught in so many cycles of having so much to do so much built out in our 
surroundings and that's why it's really beautiful if you have the privilege to be able to take time for silence or solitude or take a retreat or go somewhere on vacation where you can be in a quieter space or even have a staycation where you let people know that you're not available for some time I think getting quiet taking that time for inner peace even if you can have a few hours where you tell your family or friends you're not available and you can take your bedroom as a retreat and really hold a boundary in a sincere way it can be pretty exceptional and it doesn't have to be at the big scale of luxurious retreat it can be at the small scale of closing a door in a room and being in quiet some of us might not even just need to lock ourselves in a closet and it I laugh and it might sound like a joke but truly a lot of folks spend a lot of money to do um, these retreats where you're in complete like isolation in a dark room you know and you're served meals and then you get to like reemerge into the world but I think there's more uh, financially accessible ways to do that for many of us too called locking you know finding quiet space and what's beautiful and the need for this is because there's so many things competing for our attention especially with technology but more so if you have like a full life and there's people that you love and you want to show up for for myself it's really difficult to hold boundaries and not continue to be active in all of their lives and maintaining all of those things require time and energy and sometimes we get disconnected from ourselves in the process. So I loved my experience of staying out of the city because I was able to really deepen that feeling of contentness. We can sometimes in this externally focused world attach our sense of worthiness and our sense of happiness on productivity or around exciting opportunities and it sounds confusing like why shouldn't we be chasing these moments of happiness I think we should I think it's really natural to be human and to want to feel more happiness but I also think we can recognize when it's overload and it's competing with our ability to just feel good on a day-to-day without those external stuff if they were stripped away could we still feel good within ourselves can we still surrender to this feeling of joy can we still feel good in our bodies and not have this like running sensation within us which I think people identify as anxiety or they identify as ADHD and ADD and I think all of those things are real diagnosis and diagnoses but I do think that there is a deeper foundation of feeling that sensation of needing to escape the being of being here there's a joy at first it doesn't feel like joy but when we strip it away almost like in the process of meditation at first it is really difficult to meditate you just notice so many thoughts flying you can find 900 reasons to get up and do something else and eventually when you continue to force yourself to surrender to surrender more and to release attachment to your thinking mind and you release the stories you have around all the reasons you need to get up and do something else then you get to challenge that and what takes over is this higher 
self or some would say like your subconscious self who really does want to experience contentness who wants to be able to just sit just like everything else in the natural world that has a lot more go with the flow or has more of the ability to rest we want to be able to experience that too and when we do we are flooded with more of our natural state which I think is a state of love and sometimes it takes really surrendering to be there Marion Williamson is known for sharing that our path is not to seek love but dissolve all the barriers that we have up against it the truth is we are love you know we are joy we are contentness but sometimes feels like it's at this murky bottom of the pond and there's so much on top of the pond that we have to drain the pond almost to get there and this process of sitting in silence can be draining the pond the process of slowing down and not doing as much can be draining the pond so this showed up in my personal life in this new york city how can i be here pleasure seeking new york city where there's so much to do so much i love theater concerts so much so many things and how can i actually not do some of these things how can i do less in my day and still feel contentness and it's really been a challenge that i've not been deeply successful in though i'm still continually working on it there is a recognition for me even in myself to go deeper and in the internal world and in the internal sense and not continue to do more so how do we know if we're actually in a phase where we should be doing more or if we are in a phase where we should be doing less it's only up it's only you that can answer that I have experienced for myself it come up in the sensation of burnout that's been my (laughs) note to recalibrate but I think you can get to a state where you know yourself and you can preempt when burnout is nearing better you can also recognize and do a better job of recognizing what is more energizing for you and you can commit to a lifestyle that's more conducive to you having an abundance of energy I'm working on making that commitment and where I surround myself geographically. If you've ever done human design, which I highly recommend, then you might know your design type. There's manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and some have an abundance of energy going out, some don't. They take the energy from the outside and bring it into themselves and tend to not have as many energy centers and tend to be me (laughs) which is a projector and specifically an environmental projector so the New York City thing is me being a very absorbent sponge taking in New York becomes a different version of myself a version of myself that I'm not a big fan of and it's a version that's really validated in the external world and me even having this podcast and the ability to create over 100 episodes of this podcast is a very much a reflection of me being a product of my environment however i don't know if it's in my natural state and i think it's really beautiful to get to a place where we start to question what is us truly at a really foundational level and then what is stuff that we're doing that is so deeply conditioned into us and would we still be doing them if they weren't 
if our environment changed, if their influences were different. I know I'm a very expressive person, so this is in the realm of what's on my path, but it's beautiful to get to a place to just be self-inquiring and questioning. Then you can work to understand if you're able to dissolve a lot of the external stuff, what, what feels really good for you. And it might seem like hedonistic to think about yourself and your pleasure and your feeling good so often. But honestly, I I haven't seen it work out poorly for those people in the world. Um, The way that they choose to transfer that feeling of contentness and love and joy and peace uh, into the external world is very powerful and it's more effective than the other route, which is the one that most of us have continued to trial, which is the seeking validation externally, the doing more to get more results. Many of us have gone in that direction, and you're likely tuning into this episode because it's not been working super well. There, You know that there's an alternative way of working, so yeah. This is a reminder that there really is, and even if you're in a culture that makes you feel very counterculture, know that you have the ability to counter it. Know that you have the strength internally to counter it. So hope that with these book recommendations, you can feel more validation. Some of them are a little more explicitly on the mental health wellness category, and then one is a memoir. I wanted to share these books because... I think that there is a value in getting positive reinforcement or reinforcement in that counter because sometimes we're not getting it from our environment enough. It's really helpful to get it from literature, from books of wisdom, from spirituality, from eating well, from good routines, good habits, etc. So let's get into it. Here are three books that I wanted to share with you to support mental wellness, that feeling of enoughness, that support the feeling that you are doing enough and that you are great as you are in so many ways. So the first book is The Myth of Normal from Dr. Gabor Mate, and he's been given a lot of recognition lately I may have even mentioned this book previously but what I love about it is he does a deep dive into how trauma is not being highlighted and how it affects us and it affects all of us it affects the healthcare system it affects the way that chronic illness is showing up across the board There is 70% of Americans who are on one prescription drug at least, and more than half take two. In Canada, every fifth person has high blood pressure. In Europe, there's hypertension that's diagnosed in more than 30% of the population. In so many places, people are experiencing a lot of mental unhealthiness and illness, And I know that it's a product of the do more, need more, uh, capitalistic, obsessed in the external world outcome kind of state. And he validates that 
there is this prevailing concept that there is a normal and we are neglecting that stress and trauma and the pressures of everyday living play so much toll on our bodies and our minds at the expense of good health. So I found this book really validating around how my immune system has been impacted by the hustle culture of New York City and how we experience emotional imbalance when we are in these environments and making the connection between the dots really helps bring a sense of compassion to ourselves, a sense of, ah, there's going to be more health and healing for me ahead and that we don't have to do much more to get there. We just have to unpack a little bit and love a little more. And um, it's not particularly a solutions-based book, but I think that we can easily get to the solutions by tuning into the healing that's needed and tuning into our inner world. So that's one. The second book that I loved this summer that really supported my feeling of well-being was the book You Happier by Dr. Amen. Dr. Daniel Amen reveals the seven kind of brain types that he identified from doing over 200,000 brain scans from people of over 155 countries and found that there are these main types. And understanding your type helps you optimize your happiness as you figure out strategies that are best suited to you naturally. We are sometimes not living in places that work in alignment with our inner world. We're not eating in alignment with our body's health. We're not spending time around people who are actually in alignment with our values and all of that has an impact on how we feel. And so he does a little bit of a deep dive on foods, on habits, on behaviors, on distancing ourselves from the internal chatter in our heads. And when you consistently create daily routines that support your well-being, you get to feel the output of that. You really get to nurture your inner world and see it reflected back out. And so this one's helpful because if you're more science-minded or leaning, then hearing from a neuroscientist might help you see that these habits, rituals, and choices that boost your mood really help you in clearly defining your external world, living in alignment with your values, purpose, and goals. And then the final book that I loved and read this summer that really felt empowering and is from someone who identifies herself very much as an artist and actress was Finding Me the memoir from Viola Davis. So this book, I say, is so much more than a memoir because she really has done some deep internal work and identified who she was and how trauma informed her past and her feeling of truly running, truly running from her enoughness. And in that process of running from enoughness, people get some real big external success in some ways you know leaders at some massive corporations some of the biggest celebrities a lot of them have built their career off of that feeling of scarcity actually and I was sad to learn that and having so many interactions within the music industry and being up close with celebrities and then also being in corporations and 
getting to know some of these senior leaders closely, I was like, wow, you really feel not good about yourself. You have this really deep sense of unworthiness that I see drives your ability to be a little bit more egoic and focus as an egomaniac and kind of accumulate all this external power, but you are obviously feeling very weak and feel very threatened as an individual internally in your world. And seeing that repeated again and again, definitely for myself, created a little bit of a disappointment as to the glamour of being in positions of power and continues to create for me a little sense of like, oh, I don't want to be surrounded by all these people who are trying, trying, forcing, running toward feeling enoughness and um but then there's exceptions and it's really beautiful when you hear from somebody who has done inner work and when Viola Davis's case this is definitely true and it's really highlighted in her book there are so many quotable parts of this book it's a story of how she grew up in Central Falls Rhode Island and made her way eventually to New York City to be a stage actress and then eventually TV film and now she's recognized as this huge deal in my opinion I think she's comparable with Meryl Streep and the acting space though many people don't know her name and I think that has to do with a lot of the way that media still doesn't give enough attention to women of color etc but um she just yeah it's just a really beautiful journey of somebody who has understood that she was running away from trauma clawing her way from this really dark abusive upbringing to get some sense of love and she reached a state of feeling more worthiness more love it led her to make higher level choices to embrace moving towards radical honesty and and it's really been highlighted in her life. And I love when people can reflect and look back and be able to kind of make that outline for others to be able to understand what the journey was for them, what the arc was, and they're still living. Beautiful, really beautiful. So it's a really heavy read. I give that as like a trigger warning for those who don't really like to read about people's personal experiences with abuse mm, it might be difficult but I do think that it is such a gem and so those are the three uh, again it was The Myth of Normal from Gabor Mate You Happier from Dr. Daniel Amen and Finding Me from Viola Davis if you have book recommendations that you think I might like during this period of quiet i will be checking my instagram dms after the silent retreat meditation period my offline time which may extend to october i'll be back online we'll see but yeah this is the final episode of no starving artists and the season has been great to record during a time where i don't feel the most stable or grounded and still showing up and sharing has been really fun and freeing and liberating and i hope that you've enjoyed it and that we'll stay connected so find me on at nisa benitez on instagram tiktok i 
yeah i just encourage you to keep keep creating keep sharing keep growing keep learning about yourselves i'm so grateful to be along this creative journey with you appreciate you